I ask you, do you know how you want to feel? Because it's not buying the house or getting the degree or getting the job or paying off debt or whatever it is that we're after, right? It's how we want to feel when we do those things we're after. Come with me, we will look inside Health and wellness redefined Hello and welcome back to the Shut Your Gut Up podcast. This is Kristen. I want to talk a little bit about New Year's reflections today. So this is going to be a solo episode, but I think that New Year's reflections are way more important than New Year's resolutions because you can dream all you want to, but if you don't face the shit that has you stuck or preventing change or just like feeling the heaviness of the year then all of those resolutions are literally pointless. Um, Most people I talk to never even accomplish most of their resolutions or maybe they stick for just January. Um, Like I forget what the statistic is, but like 80% of gym passes go unused because people sign up in January and go for a month and then fall off and that's just it, which is why I don't really think resolutions are something to focus on because it's just not sustainable. (laughs) Um, So I want to talk a little bit about New Year's reflections instead and I honestly think I'm going to build like a weekly question series into my community because I think that all times of the year are really a great time for reflection instead of just like waiting for the new year or whatever to make change because and that's honestly such a societal thing because we can choose to change our lives at any point but I know you guys already know this so I'm gonna ask you a few questions that I've literally asked myself and journaled about to foster more of a safe space for growth and transformation this year and they honestly might seem simple but they can have such profound effects when we keep these answers at the center of our intentions for the year. Um, And I really like to use the word intentions instead of goals because I think there's more flexibility and fluidity in intentions than having some sort of set list of goals, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, one of my students slash clients even commented on one of my posts recently about reading books and she said her intention was to read 40 books and she read 20 and she was honestly proud that she even read 20 and I just really love that because it's such a testimony to the difference of intentions like we can intend to and you guys all know that like intentions don't always work out the way you expected them to but I think it allows that opportunity to like still be proud of yourself even if you didn't necessarily like quote unquote check that box like maybe you intended to read a certain amount of books or maybe your goal is to do something but like when you set these hard goals it's more of an opportunity for us to like feel like shit about ourselves if we don't accomplish them where if we set these intentions it's more like open-ended at the end um 
So kind of with the reflections is like setting intentions instead of actual goals, which again, we'll talk about in a little bit, but I want to start with some of these questions that I asked myself um, to kind of foster that safe space, like I said, to really step into the new year in a better headspace. Um, So the first question is, what did you joyfully use COVID as an excuse for this year? Or even like COVID aside, what did you use an excuse for, period? Or what have you been tolerating instead of like actually enjoying? And you guys know what I'm talking about, right? It's like, oh, sorry, I can't come because I'm worried about COVID. And I'm not talking about like when you use it as a legitimate reason not to do something because there is definitely validity in that. Um, But I'm talking about when you really didn't want to do something, so you blamed COVID because it was the easier or maybe most acceptable way out. And it sounds kind of stupid, but that's literally begging for you to set a boundary for not doing those things. Because if you can consider the difference between making an excuse and saying no to something in an empowered way, it's different for both parties involved. And this is a good time to like remind you and myself is that whatever you choose to do that's the highest good for you is and always will be the highest good for all involved. And it might not initially feel like it because people might have hard feelings about something or whatever, but doing something half-assed benefits no one. Like if you are, if you say yes to something and you show up and you're not really enjoying it, like nobody's having the best time of their lives, right? If you know, I mean, you know how it is when you show up to a party or not even a party, you show up to a hangout or a Zoom chat or like whatever it might be and you actually want to be there, how fun can that be, right? But if you show up because you feel obligated to go, it's never a good time. And if, you know, you, (laughs) it's not always the most joyful for anybody involved because you are already going in there with the energy of like, ugh, I don't want to be here, wherever it is. And like, party's just like the easiest like go-to word, but like, I know people aren't doing that this year because of COVID. But anyways, so what did you blame COVID for that you actually really didn't want to do? Because that is really just a good insight into doing things a little bit differently next year simply because you don't want to do them and saying no to those things in empower in an empowered way. I don't know why that was so hard to say. And okay, so then after that, I want to talk about really just envisioning your next year. And again, that's a little cliche because as 2020 showed us, a lot can fucking change in a year. A lot can happen to derail our original plans and like I feel like these resolutions and goals and all these things like end up making these long lists of things we want to do and then we tend to feel like shit at the end of the year because we didn't check off the boxes of half of them. And I'm talking to all the people that say they hate New Year's Eve because I bet this is the big reason why, isn't it? Because we all step into these like reflective moments on the year and instead of really focusing on all the shit we actually did do in a year, a lot of times our brains tend to just focus on like all the stuff we didn't get done. And So I want to keep that in mind when we talk about envisioning the next year because 
Tony Robbins says something like, we overestimate what we can accomplish in one year and underestimate what we can accomplish in five to 10 years, right? We tend to focus on the next year, have this giant long list of things, and then seemingly get nowhere on it. Not that there isn't growth, but what if you went deep instead of wide? What if you picked a few things, a big, a few big focus things, and dug really deep into the transformation those things can provide you instead of splitting your time, energy, mental capacity into like a million things on your list, right? And understanding what these bigger things are in the words of one of my business mentors, Ashton, um, she says they can act as your guiding light for yearly goals and priorities and your guardrails for boundaries and big picture decisions. So when thinking of what you want those big things to be, ask yourself this question. How do you want to feel in 2021? Not what do you want to do? How do you want to feel? Because if we can focus on what we want to feel instead of just making another to-do list of all the things we want to accomplish, it starts to shift even the list of things we want to accomplish, right? So if you can brainstorm, brain dump a list of, and here we go with another list, I guess, but really focus on how you want to feel and what what maybe it's joy, maybe it's laughter, like whatever it is that you want to feel. Um, Danielle Laporte, she's an author in the spiritual world. She says, knowing how you want to feel, knowing how you actually want to feel is one of the most potent forms of clarity that you can have. So I ask you, do you know how you want to feel? Because it's not buying the house or getting the degree or getting the job or paying off debt or whatever it is that we're after, right? It's how we want to feel when we do those things we're after, Um, maybe it's feeling accomplished or maybe it's feeling the, like for me personally, it's feeling the freedom of paying off my debt, um, and what I can do with that. It's not actually like paying off the debt. (laughs) Um, and I've been hearing a lot of people talk about how much they haven't gotten done this year, or maybe it's how much they haven't gotten done by whatever age they are. And again, this is such societal bullshit because I believe that we are exactly where we need to be when we need to be there. But (laughs) I will say I've also worked hard as heck to gain this level of trust in the universe. But focusing on how you want to feel really opens us up to the awareness of how we actually feel when we're doing the things that we're doing. Because we can create lists for ourselves or society creates lists for us too and oftentimes we don't enjoy doing any of it so it's no wonder we don't feel accomplished because we're slugging around doing things that we don't even want to be doing or maybe we're doing things we don't want to be doing over things we actually want to be doing because we feel some sort of obligation to them so if we can get really clear on how we want to feel it creates this foundation for if we're doing the things that are in most alignment for us. And it can allow us to pivot before we're elbow deep in something that's not lighting us up. So maybe it's going the places or I don't even know, doing the things. If we're feeling not so good about them, like that is a clear direct sign to shift and pivot into doing something else. 
and to help us kind of help kind of guide the boundary setting around these feelings another question I love asking myself or I guess several questions is when did I feel my best whether it's the last year or in my entire life when did I actually feel my best where was I at what was I doing who was I with And these things, like if you think about those moments, whatever, like I said, whatever you're doing, who are you with, when you felt so great and so expansive, that can give you some insight into A, that list, that like list of feeling words that you want to feel this year, but also the types of things that you want to be doing and incorporate more of because If those things made me feel expansive, then you sure as heck better bet I want more of that in 2021 and beyond. And I'm sure you do too. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk on New Year's Reflections and Intentions. Um, I have, I feel like, so much more to say on this topic because I can literally talk about it forever. And this stuff, like, actually genuinely lights me up to talk about so if you have questions or you want to share your wins or just chat about the things you realized by some of these questions or maybe some questions you got elsewhere or came up with yourself I would love if you dm'd me on instagram at shut the gut up and start that conversation with me because like I said it literally just lights me up to talk about and if this episode helped you at all, I would be so so grateful if you sent it to a friend or shared the message further because every share, subscription, review, whatever it is goes a really long way for a small business and it literally (laughs) means the world to me. Um, So yeah, while the chaos of 2020 won't go away at the ding of the new year, we can actually choose to shift out of the victimhood of 2020 into a more empowered, more aligned, and hopefully more joyful experience in 2021. So thank you for listening and being here and I'm really excited to grow alongside you in the coming months. Happy, happy new year and you fucking made it through 2020 and that alone is something to be proud as heck of.